0: Okay, so uh, back at it. It is time for the Pistols Firing Podcast with your hosts. Yours truly, Carson Cunningham. I mean, he's about as pretty as they get. Joined as always by Kyle Porter. When he breaks through and gets in the open, it's over. Gone. The Pistols Firing Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to the Pistols Firing podcast. It is nearing Christmas, it is nearing bowl season, and it is Heisman season. Joining me is Kyle Porter. Kyle, uh before we get into Chuba and the Heisman snub and everything else, uh you doing a little Christmas shopping this week? I I always put it off to the last minute. I'm a procrastinator by nature.
1: Yeah, I think this week is even too early for me to do it. So I'm like I'm like last minute, last minute.
0: Uh really
1: uh Mrs. Pistols does most of it. Uh, I bought myself a used bike on Craigslist for Christmas. That was my Christmas present to myself.
0: A used bike?
1: Yeah, because my bike, uh, who was made by my roommate in college at OSU, my bike got stolen out of my driveway. You still ride bicycles? Yeah. I mean, you got to save gas when you've got four kids. Where do you ride this bicycle to? Oh, I don't know. Church, friends' houses, coffee shop. I'm, a, I'm, I'm sort of a... Um,
0: I'm like a fake hipster. <laughs> Do you roll your jeans up to like capris when you ride your bike like most hipsters?
1: Yeah, I've got the skinny jean thing going and I don't know. I'm like a, I don't
0: know. I haven't, I ridden, a, I haven't ridden a bike maybe since college. <laughs> really? I don't ride bicycles. I'm, I'm a grown up now. <laughs> I, I, ride in, I ride in cars. <laughs> but good for you. You're saving, you're saving the planet and saving money as well.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I have not done my requisite requisite uh, Christmas shopping yet. For we've got the kids taken care of, but uh, I, I got to figure out Mrs. Pistols.
0: You need to put like a basket on the front if you're going to go Christmas shopping with your bike. <laughs> <laughs> One of those old baskets.
1: I know. Seriously.
0: Maybe you're really just an an old's riding a bike.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been you're
0: t- like 1950s kid trapped in a. 2020 dad bod i've got dad bod easy i've
1: uh yeah i've got i've been talking to terry miller the whole deal
0: (laughs) i didn't mean dad bod i meant you're a dad in 2020
1: (laughs) what what are you done have you finished christmas
0: shopping i hadn't even started okay but with online shopping it's so much easier now it just shows up at your door you don't have to like it's crazy park in a jam-packed parking lot and battle screaming children and parents and uh parents amazon amazon makes everything yeah mothers of children (laughs) amazon really makes everything pretty simple so
1: it does it's great um yeah it's amazon is
0: jeff bezos if you want to sponsor the pod email kyle porter at pistols firing please yes that would be just
1: sponsor my life that would be awesome
0: (laughs) want to get to the mid first
1: yeah, mid first. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to pull it up. <laughs> uh, just a little uh, behind the scenes here at uh, you know how locked in we are uh, on the pistols firing podcast. Did you speaking of Amazon? I don't know if you saw this video. Did you see the video of the Miami Miami Heat guys, Jimmy Butler and those guys talking about the T-shirt folder? No, I there's, missed this. There's apparently a a device, and and one of them I can't remember who it might have been Butler. Uh, bought it on amazon and it folds your t-shirts for you folds your clothes for you what it's it's unbelievable you need to go look this up and the way that they were talking about it they were just flabbergasted that such a thing exists and they were like where did you get this and he's like i don't know amazon gosh it's fantastic well that
0: that's something i need because doing laundry doesn't bother me it's the it's the folding and the hanging that bothers me i agree
1: uh, and if you do want to buy a T-shirt folder on Amazon, you should use an OSU credit card from <laughs> from MidFirst Bank. What a segue! We're pros here, Carson. We're mm-hmm. pros. You can sign up uh, at midfirst.com/slash pistols firing. Get a hundred fifty dollar bonus, earn points, burst our rewards options. Go check them out. MidFirst.com slash pistols firing you can get an oklahoma state credit card uh, at that at that url so appreciate them again for sponsoring us this fall and you guys go check them out
0: this thing's only like 10 bucks this shirt folder thing no is it well i might not looking at the right thing but it's basically like a board it looks like a connect four board <laughs> there's like three pieces and you put your shirt on there and then it folds so you still have to fold it yourself it's not like a machine i don't think
1: no i'm but... probably
0: not looking at the right thing
1: yeah you're not i don't think
0: Uh, never mind. Then
1: (laughs) I'll uh, I'll try to I'll try to find it on Amazon. I'll give you an update later in the podcast. Mid first five, what do we got?
0: Sorry, I'm just I'm knee deep in the shirt folding thing. Okay, (laughs) let's go to the mid first five. Uh, Number one, the topic everyone wants to hear about. um, Heisman finalists were named: Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Chase Young, and Jalen Hurts, all named finalists for the Heisman Trophy. Shuba Hubbard uh, was not named a finalist. Oklahoma State has four losses, but he had one of the all-time great seasons a running back's ever had. Kyle, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. I mean, look, he, it's the 40th best rushing performance ever in the history of the sport. He was number one in the, in the nation in rushing. He was second in rushing touchdowns. I, it's not a quarterback award, clearly, because they invited a defensive end. But uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm not surprised, I'm just disappointed that he wasn't a finalist. You're like
1: a dad with his kids. Yeah. You know, doesn't surprise me, just disappoints me. I, yeah. I don't know, man, I, I think, I, I get where you're coming from. I did think he kind of had it out there in front of him, in Bedlam, right? And, and you made this point on Twitter, I think it was on Monday or whatever, of just like, hey, he didn't exactly get shut down, he still had 10 or whatever and a touchdown, but there wasn't like a, I don't know, there wasn't like a real moment where you're like, okay, you know, and, and that was his opportunity. That was his opportunity to go out, get 200, pass 2,000 for the year. And even if they lose, and it just, it didn't happen. And part of that wasn't his fault because he didn't have Sanders to to kind of alleviate some of the, the rushing load. But um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not also not surprised, but I'm also not that disappointed because I don't think my expectation was that he was going to be a finalist
0: yeah I think that's true and I think the the lack of Tylan Wallace in addition to Spencer Sanders just allowed Oklahoma in the last really the last two three games for teams just to load up on him and they they had to start throwing him the ball because there literally was nowhere to run because they were just stacking the box so much so I think those injuries really derailed his his status as well but I just I don't know man like like Chase Young was in Dominican Sioux like most of the year, but he missed two games because he was suspended. Now whether that was right or wrong, that's neither here nor there for me. He missed two games. Yeah. Um. I, I'm. Just, I get he's on one of the best teams in the country, and that's really what it comes down to, right? Every Every player on this is in the playoff. That's kind of what the award has come down to. Just the best players on the four best teams get to go to New York. So that's kind of why I was disappointed. I thought I thought that since Chuba was a Maxwell finalist. Uh, is that, is that the word he was a finalist for? I I get all those confused. Well, he was, uh, he was Doak Walker. Yeah. For running back. But I I think he was play Walter, Walter camp. That's the one I'm thinking of. He was a Walter camp finalist, which I thought was very encouraging for his Heisman chances because, you know, that's essentially the Heisman at the, at ESPN show and he made it and Jalen Hurts did not. And Jonathan Taylor made it so that the Walter camp made a real statement that running back matters. And so I thought that was going to be a good sign for him that he might he might be the last finalist in at New York. So Chase Young, I don't get he plays defense, which I was I've been encouraged that they considered a defensive player. I'm just right. encouraged that anything besides quarterback can go. Like yeah. I, it's not a quarterback award, so I don't know why but it, it's but it is a, into that.
1: It is a playoff award. You might as well just turn it into just take one guy from each playoff team and,
0: and that's your deal, right?
1: I mean like and the, Yeah, the, it's and then sort of you
0: th- got, but then you got two years ago, three years ago, Lamar Jackson wins it because his stats are off the charts and his team lost three regular season games. So uh, you almost have to just blow the rest of the field out of the water with your numbers, or you have no chance. And I thought Chuba at certain times was, was going to do that this year. But as we mentioned, with the injuries to to Sanders and Wallace, it just didn't happen. I don't think I would have voted for Jalen Hurts to go, Kyle. Like if I had a vote, I don't know if I'd go. We'll get to our votes in, in number two. But he was like his team was winning in spite of him down the stretch. He was turning it over. He, he was the only reason Oklahoma's games were close the last five weeks of the season. Um, so I don't know. I, I thought their defense was terrible. Right. If you listen to certain analysts at ESPN, that's the case. But. But I thought I thought Hurts wasn't very good toward the last 5 6 games of the year. I mean his turnovers really kept Oklahoma in tight games when they should have been blowing teams out.
1: Yeah, I, I the Hurts one is hard because yes, that you are that's true, but also like man, he won them the Baylor game and and you sort of look at it and like you, you're looking at the numbers and you're like he's kind of like I don't this isn't actually true. Like if you watch some of the stuff, but it, it feels like he's just their only offense at times. Yep. And So it's sort of like when the perception is he's your only guy, he's all you got, and you make the playoff, and he does the Baylor thing, and wins the Big Twelve title, and all this stuff. I, I sort of, I sort of get it from that perspective. Um, I don't know. Do they make the playoff with? I I don't know who you would fill in. Spencer Sanders at quarterback? Probably not. Right.
0: Oh. Probably not. I mean, he did have 50 touchdowns. I don't mean to say Jalen Hurts had a bad season, but I don't know. I just didn't think he really played well at all down the stretch. I mean, just go to the Baylor game in the Big 12 title game. I mean, (laughs) the fumble, which wasn't totally his fault he hit from the blind side, but just the the egregious interceptions he's thrown. Yeah. I mean, OU's led by 21 against Iowa State three times, 21 against TCU, and those games they could have lost because of his turnovers. Yeah. The defense bailed them out just to win those games. So I don't know. I mean, look, all those guys that are there deserve to be finalists. I just thought, I thought Chuba did did as well.
1: Uh, Speaking of the Big Twelve title, you were there. Was it crate? Was it wild?
0: It was insane. It was really like I went down to the field for the last seven minutes and overtime, and it reminded me a lot of the twenty eleven Fiesta Bowl when I was down on the field for that. Like the place was just rocking on both sides. Totally Jerry World was completely full. It felt like. I know there were a few empty seats, but it was just—it was so loud in there, and I don't know. It was—it was an unbelievable environment. I thought it was a big-time football game, and I thought it was really, you know, a, a statement by the Big Twelve too. Like, look, this league has changed, guys. I hope everyone's watching because we're the only game on right now. This is not just the first one to fifty wins anymore. Both teams can play some defense, the punchy in the mouth, and I thought it was a defensive. Style football game that still had some offensive spark to it. I thought it was a great, great football game.
1: I do love it that it's like, well, no defense is played, and now it's like, well, they don't play offense, and you're like, whatever. Like, well, now
0: it's like I don't want to watch these teams play. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Okay. Well, you didn't say that about the SEC for ten years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get to all the we'll get to all the horrible takes that were out there, but let's go to number two. Um, or I guess, how would you vote the Heisman before we get to number two? Uh, Burrow one. Sure. Uh, I would go.
1: Uh, I,
0: I. You can't get past one.
1: Yeah. I. I mean. I. I don't. I don't know. Well, you don't have to. I'm just asking. I. I, I mean, Hurts would be. I guess. I guess Fields two. And then I. I. I love the defensive thing. I think that. I think. That I'm I'm with you. Like more. Like it it shouldn't. Like the fact that Indominus didn't win it. Who won it that year? Was that the uh, that was Mark
0: Ingram, one of the worst winners in the history of the award? Yeah,
1: that's a joke. And I don't know that that would happen in 2019. I don't think it would. I think Indominus would win it in 2019, and he should have. Right. When you're that dominant defensively, like I, I think that, like, look, is an offensive lineman going to win the Heisman? No, but you could, you should, and could, I think, have a defensive player win it. So I, I like that he's up there. I, the, the missing two games thing, that's tough because it's like, well, it's kind of his fault, but I don't know, like, kind of not. I might have him three. I might have voted him three. Okay. And then after that, I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't know who else I would have up there. I, I guess Chuba and Hurts, four and five in some order. Yep. Well, how would you go?
0: Burrow is going to win it by a landslide, yeah. one of the more dominant votes we're ever going to see, which is crazy to me because I would put Fields, too. And, Kyle, are you aware that Justin Fields has thrown for 40 touchdowns and one interception? That's filthy. He's run for another 10 touchdowns and 470 yards. That's sick. Like, that wins the Heisman 99 out of 100 times. But yeah. Burrow's just been incredible. Yeah. Like, if I'm a Ohio State fan, I'm starting to get pissed. Because Dwayne Haskins had... Uh, Dwayne Haskins' numbers, he had more touchdowns, I think, than Kyler Murray did last year. And then Justin Fields does this. They're just like, what do, what do we got to do over here?
1: So, but, so uh, uh, Burrow is uh 78%
0: completion. That's a joke. it's stupid. It's that's why he's going to win that and just 40
1: 4700 uh 48 TDs, six interceptions. That's that's Yeah, f- Fields that's sick.
0: didn't Fields did not throw for 3000. He threw for 2950. So that's that's a big difference too. Yeah. But man, Fields' numbers, Whoo! I would I would vote Shuba third. I would now I cover Chuba. I'm in this region, so that's probably the the region bias that I have, because I watched every game of his. Whereas, and this is another reason Chuba's not going, Kyle. Like there was only one nationally televised game, and it was the OU game, in which he didn't didn't pop. So he was completely out of sight, out of mind for for most everyone around the country that wasn't in Big 12 country. Because you watch college football final, they, they OSU would be towards the bottom of the show, and they would go, "Oh, Chuba had a couple touchdowns," and they move on. Like yeah. there was no there was no momentum there at all. I don't. I mean, OSU tried to do their their Heisman campaign. It just never really, never really took. And and that's why. But I would vote him third. I thought he was the third best player in the country this year.
1: Well, I, the other thing with Chase Young, and this is sort of the opposite of Chuba, is so he gets three sacks and a forced fumble against Penn State. He gets four sacks and two forced fumbles against Wisconsin. The first time, the regular season game. And you're like, okay, like probably his two best games against their t- against the two best teams they played in the regular season. And and, and that's, that's not the opposite of Chuba because, look, Chuba didn't take advantage of the McNeese game. He could have had 2,000 in the regular season if they would have played him in that game. Um, but I think that matters, and those were two big games at the end of the year. And I don't know. I, I just – I like that a defensive guy was up there. But, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would have Chuba up there somewhere, 4-5. Yeah,
0: that's how I'd vote. I mean, I'd, I'd probably put – Jalen, fourth, and Chase Young, five. but Because, I mean, he missed two games. These other guys didn't. I, I, I can't get around that. Whether no, it's his fault or not, he didn't, he didn't play in two. It's no different than a guy missing two games with injury, right? I yeah. mean, that's not their fault, but that matters in the grand scheme of things.
1: No Jonathan Taylor?
0: <sighs> get out of here. He's a really good player. But. You know
1: who else could have been up there?
0: Uh J.K. Dobbins. Yeah? Stud. I think that's kind of what hurt Chuba, too. I think a lot of people around the country and you know, rightfully so kind of lump all those three together. I mean, the numbers are pretty close Chuba obviously is the number one, but they're not, it's not just light years ahead of those other two guys. And those other two guys play on bigger teams and more notoriety. So maybe, maybe those three kind of split up the voting somewhat amongst running backs.
1: Well, and their numbers are just, I mean, like you said, it's, it's crazy how close they are. So Chuba played one fewer game than Dobbins and Taylor. uh, And he had a hundred more yards than Dobbins Forty more yards than Taylor, but they all averaged about the same. Chuba averaged six point three, Taylor six point four, Dobbins six point five, and then you get on the list: twenty-one TD, twenty-one
0: TD, twenty TD. Yeah, so it's, see, I think that's that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, number two. This is a big question for Oklahoma State. They will play Texas A and M in the in the uh, Texas Bowl. The Texas A and M, that I've said on this podcast multiple times, is not any good. Uh, Mike Gundy would disagree but uh, do you think Chuba Hubbard will, will play in the bowl game
1: well Mike Gundy says he expects him to which I wrote on Monday is like me saying I expect my children to obey me whenever I tell them to do something that doesn't mean it's going to happen um, no he's not going to play in the bowl game he he is gone
0: gone over it's over did Gundy? Did Gundy say the same thing about Justice Hill last year that he was going to play? Yeah, he always says the same
1: stuff, and it's like he uh, should stay. I, he should play. I don't. I can't believe this is happening. It's like my man. What do you think is going to happen? He's like the fastest running back in the country.
0: Well, he knows because, as he said, he, he rode that horse. He knew that horse wasn't coming back to the stall after <laughs> the last game. So no, I I don't expect him to play. You know, look, if they had made the Sugar Bowl, maybe. I could see him wanting to play in the Superdome in the Sugar Bowl against a big time you know, against Georgia. That would really help his draft stock, I think, playing against Georgia. Uh, playing against A and M in the in the Texas Bowl is just a risk for injury. And I don't think anyone should should uh, should begrudge him for not playing. So be downgraded. I, 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 w- not, I love I the uh,
1: the Houston Bowl upgrade to the Texas Bowl. You're like, Oh, Texas Bowl. Well, really it's just it's the Houston Bowl.
0: I keep trying to call it the Houston Bowl. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that just now, but I keep going back to it. Didn't OSU play in the Houston Bowl with Rashawn Woods and
1: yeah, uh, Josh Fields? Southern Miss in, uh,
0: what was yeah. that, 0-2? 2 yeah, before the Cotton Bowl, yeah.
1: It was like their second bowl since 88 or 89 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, they went Alamo in 97, and then and – then I remember going – we've probably talked about this. I remember going to that Houston Bowl, and my dad had a friend who had like a um, – He had like a a box or a suite or whatever there. And I was like, this is, this is like the, this is insane. Like this is the craziest (laughs) thing I've ever done. Like Oklahoma state's in a bowl. There's a, there's a luxury. Like this is This is nuts.
0: Uh, It was was, new territory. Wasn't it?
1: Yeah. And now I'm like, Houston bowl, Texas bowl, whatever it is. I,
0: I remember the OSU players. This is in the Gundy era. Like, they made a bowl, and they, like, bowled their helmets for, like, a photo op. Like, it was such a big deal to make a bowl game. It was, like, they just beaten, like, 1-7 one, one in seven Baylor to make a bowl. To make the Insight Bowl. Yeah, and they were, like, celebrating midseason that they made a bowl game. It was – they've come a long way. Remember they when they, four, 14 straight bowl trips under Mike Gundy.
1: Remember when they played Indiana in that Insight Bowl? And you're, like, well – because that was Dez's freshman year. And Dez against Indiana was, like – I mean, it was not – fair like it was like different I mean just different divisions of football essentially
0: I was there I remember it like it was yesterday I still I still use that analogy of when you know certain teams are playing overmatched teams I'm like just the Indiana players when they saw Des Bryant in full pads warming up yeah just the level of of fright going through their bodies (laughs) and and the level of shock that football players could look that way (laughs) And the game played out that way. It was one of the bigger athletic mismatches I've ever seen at the, at the FBS level. Yeah. That Oklahoma state team versus that <laughs> Indiana team.
1: Big 10 baby. Uh, but yeah, Chuba at every, he's had every opportunity. He had an opportunity after the Kansas game or not the Kansas game after the OU game to say, I'm playing the bowl. He had an opportunity. He put out a video on Twitter after the Heisman stuff came out and he had an opportunity then to basically say, I'll see you in the bowl game. I'll see it against A&M didn't say it. Said something like, um, "You know, I'll keep working hard for you guys, or whatever." And it's just he hasn't he hasn't exactly like taken up the opportunities that he's had to to uh, solidify that he's playing in the bowl game. And you know, the part that stinks about that. You want to move on to? Are we on? Are we on three? Yeah, we could be on on. Uh, let's t- yeah, let's go to three. Let's talk about the A and OSU matchup. The part that stinks about that is. You know, you go, you go, Chuba Sanders, Tylen against A and M, and that's like a that's real, like that's a that's a game. Oklahoma State. I don't know if they'd be favored, but it'd be it'd be you know pretty close to even. And now you're like, well, they might not have any of those guys, or they might have one. I guess maybe two, but probably not. And it just that's unfortunate because I think this is a matchup that could be a ton of fun. It could be a great game, but now I, I just don't know that it will be.
0: Yeah, it's just you don't know who's going to play. And before we talk about the bowl matchup, what's Chuba going to run at the Combine? 4-1? Mm. Like four, four no, 4-1 ki- silly. I'm, I'm kidding. 4-2? I mean... I feel like he's faster at like the 70-yard mark than he is at the 40. Does that make sense? Yeah, we used
1: to run 60s in baseball. For whatever reason, 60 was like the marker in baseball.
0: Yeah. And uh, Chuba's 60 would be just out of this world. Cause that's when he hits like his third or fourth gear, and that's when the guys just go away. Yeah, like I don't think he ever hits fifth because he doesn't need to. His forty he will might... be good though. Oh, it'll... he's gonna test through the roof. I think that's another reason why yeah, he doesn't I... care where his draft card comes in at.
1: I keep hearing the the fourth round, the third round thing. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like, like why? Like, I I think I think a lot of times you you look at it and you're like, oh well, he good system, but like. Maybe he's not big enough, or maybe he's not fast enough, or whatever. And it's like, no, he ch- he checks all the boxes. Like, yeah, sure, it's a good system, I guess. But he's tall, he's big, he's fast as hell. Like, I, I don't I don't understand which boxes he's not checking. He's, he seems smart and like he's a good blocker, good pass catcher. I mean, what what? Why fourth round?
0: Well, the guy I kind of compare him to is Alvin Kamara. Okay. Uh, who's five ten, two fifteen? That didn't have a tenth of the career Chuba did in college, and went in the third round, and is a superstar at the NFL level. And that's a guy, if the draft was going on, would be drafted probably higher now. So I, I, I could see Chuba going in the second round. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's going to come down to, to need with teams. Like, look, not many running backs go in the first round. We all understand that, but a lot of them go in the second, third. Nick Chubb was a second round pick, and that's a guy that. That blew his knee out several times in college, and he still got taken in the second round, which kind of leads to the the and Wallace discussion. I think I think he'll still go and still get drafted pretty high. But but no, let's get back to the A talk. I mean, um, Mike Gundy called the best seven f- and five team in the NCAA, or did he call it best seven five team in history?
1: In college football history, yeah,
0: that's a little hyperbolic, but uh, their losses are pretty good. They've lost to let's see here they lost- Clemson, yeah. When Auburn, were, yeah, Alabama when they were number one, yeah, Clemson, Clemson when, they, when they
1: were number one, and yeah. Alabama when they were number one, and LSU when they were number one, <laughs> and Georgia, and LSU when they were,
0: and Georgia when they were four, yeah, that's pretty dang. Solid. And Auburn was eight when they lost to Auburn. It's tough. It's a tough scene. But that means you know, obviously they have quality losses. Does, does that mean they're any good? I mean, does that mean does that mean they would have won those games if they played somebody else? I mean, I don't know. I think AM's pretty average, and they have been so since they joined the SEC. But, um, but no, I mean, they played Georgia close. Like, Look, I, th- I think a favored for a reason. If Oklahoma State was full strength, Kyle, I'd be picking them with, with a lot of confidence. Mm. But I don't I don't know who's going to be a quarterback, and I certainly don't know if Chuba Hubbard's going to be back there. If, if it's LD Brown and Drew Brown, the, the Brown-to-Brown connection, I don't know if I like OSU's odds. The Brown
1: brothers? I mean, yeah, well, think about, like, you go from Sanders, Tylan, and Chuba to Brown-Brown and Stoner. I mean, that's a, that's, you know, there's a reason those guys are, are, are backups and they're good backups. That's not, you know, it's not a knock on them, but yeah, I mean, if Oklahoma State has, has their big three, I'll take all of your points and put all of my money on OSU. (laughs) I mean, seriously, like that's just, and I I don't know, the the A&M thing is whatever, like, you make fun of the Big 12, but then you don't win in the SEC either. You went 37 and 44 your last 10 years in the Big 12. That's an Iowa State number. Carson, Iowa State has won 31 games their last 10 years in the Big 12. A&M won their last in their last 10 years in it. They won 37. So that's you're you're in Iowa State range. Good for you. Well, yeah. um, I just I, I hate the like I don't get into the conference stuff a ton, but with this, it it's annoying. I think.
0: Well, it's funny that this will be the third Big 12 team they've played in bowl games in the last four or five years. They played Colorado. They played Missouri. Now they're going to play A&M. All the, all the cast-offs. Who are we missing? If if Nebraska was capable of making a bowl game, maybe oh would play them in, in a few <laughs> years. But they've missed three straight years. it's so. cold. But, uh, <laughs> but no. So. But no, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a fun matchup. That's all you really ask for in these. You don't want to, you know... You don't have to play Navy. Like that's a no-win situation because they run the triple option and they're an armed forces, you know, unit. You don't want to you don't want to root against the Navy. Yeah. So I, I think playing A and M will be a lot of fun down there. It's going to be enemy turf, but um, it'd be fun.
1: Yeah, it it was good. I, I was secretly hope not secretly I was openly hoping for uh, Utah and the Alamo. I thought that would have been pretty cool. And Alamo is just a better bowl. But I never understood why people were thinking that Texas wasn't going to the Alamo bowl as soon as. You know the the Iowa State, Kansas State, OSU, and Texas is they all tied for third. It's like, well, yeah, of course the Alamo's picking Texas. Uh, like, yeah. why, why would they not?
0: Of course they are. So, yeah, the,
1: at, at that point, it was between Orlando against Notre Dame and and Houston against A and M. And I guess for travel purposes, you know, for me and you, I'd rather I'd rather do Houston than Orlando.
0: Uh, any day of the week. Don't get me started on Orlando during Christmas. Orlando oh, might get a BB oh,
1: sticker from me later on.
0: Oh, it's that's that bowl, too. The camping world, like Kerry Murdoch tweeted this out this week. He said media members should be able to pop champagne when they find out they're not going to the camping world. <laughs> it's the worst bowl experience I've ever had in 10 years doing this. It's the worst Kerry's had in 20. It is awful, horrible.
1: Hopefully, it's
0: a uh, joke of a bowl. Big 12. The, no,
1: the Notre Dame thing would have been fun, though.
0: Yeah, those Notre Dame media types are in for a rude awakening. Well, Apple. But
1: I'm saying the OSU-Notre Dame matchup would have been fun. Instead, Iowa State will go there, get their eighth win. Congratulations, win nine games. I'm going to get that into every podcast from now until the end hey, of time.
0: Hey, Matt Campbell signed an extension, so maybe he'll get there. Hey, cool.
1: Yeah, win nine games. Just go go do it. A&M, win ten games. Good good luck. <laughs> oh, well, we're in a tough con- – well, you didn't do it in the Big 12 either, so go win ten games. <laughs> You're on fire today. Yeah, I'm fired up. Okay, number four.
0: Recruiting. Number four, uh, Oklahoma State football recruiting. Not normally a topic we discuss because there's usually not much to discuss, but Kyle Boone wrote an interesting article that there's a recruiting reset going on. Uh, OSU once again loses another commitment to Texas. Mm. Like, what's the kid's name? Uh, me.
1: Sawyer, Sawyer Gorham yeah. Welch. Yeah.
0: SGW. We'll SGW. Yeah, he's
1: like – he's a – Distant cousin of SGA. Yeah.
0: He, he was offered by a Texas decommitted. So Kyle Boone wrote a really good article. Just basically like what's left to do for OSU to close strong. Uh, he starts out with the running backs. Uh, mm. Daniel. Nagata. Nagata? I, I think it's Nada. Okay. Uh, Isaiah Jacobs and Trey Kevonte, Kevonte Bradford. Um, Isaiah Jacobs, brother of Josh Jacobs. Do mm. not let. La- this is like a Dax Hill thing to me. Do not let him go. He just, if he's half as good as his brother, you sign him. So, <laughs> they, they did, Kyle, I think that's an important. Like, I'll just, I'll just start with the running backs, and I'll just leave it there. Just, they're losing Chuba, and he's the last vestige of the the Arroyo regime, yeah. the elite recruiting that took place under his his mm. watch at running back is over. Yeah, these are some really good prospects that they need to land because there is not much depth at all past LD Brown.
1: Uh, n- no, that's an understatement, and I think that I, yeah, it just I don't know. I mean, losing a defensive end to Texas or whatever defensive tackle to Texas is a tradition unlike any other in Oklahoma State recruiting. I mean, every year, whatever, but the running back thing, like, <clears throat> look, if this is this time last year and you're like, okay, um let's say Chuba was gone last year and you signed Deandre glass and you're like, okay, we're, we're good. We're good. He'll be, he'll be like justice freshman year. We'll, we'll be good. And then he, and then like he gets there and you, you ain't good. Like he, it's, it doesn't go well then like, then what, you know? And so that's my concern for, for this time around is like, you're going to start the year with LD at running back. I, I, I mean, I, you can win like that, I guess, but what's your ceiling? You know, and so like is is are one of the two freshmen that you haven't even gotten committed yet, are they gonna play? Is Glass gonna play? Is Des Jackson ready? Like I I don't I don't know. And so sort of the inverse of what happened in Bedlam becomes true of like if Sanders is gonna run and he is, do you have anybody to take pressure off of him like you did with Chuba? and we saw that in Bedlam but but the opposite like like they didn't have pressure to take off Chuba with a running quarterback with Drew Brown and so i don't know that's that's going to be um to me that's priority number 1 going into to 2020
0: yeah they need one of those freshmen to be justice hill who ran for 1000 yards as a true freshman yeah uh, that's a tall task but uh, they're going to need a difference maker to come in on campus because i don't think there is one what what happened to what happened to desmond jackson the, the junior college running back uh, he's banged up all year i don't Didn't know. play then, at all jamal jeter's in the portal i don't know it's a it's a
1: mess bring back arroyo do you see did you see uh, UNLV is trying to trying to uh hire him as their head
0: coach oh my gosh how much fun would that be did you see that can you imagine him hosting recruits on the strip in vegas god how many <laughs> dudes is he gonna get being a coach at unlv
1: uh, report Oregon OC Marcus Aurelio close to deal as UNLV head coach
0: oh my gosh well maybe he'll flame out and Gundy will bring him back as running backs coach
1: yeah, I mean you, you're you preaching to the choir Like, you, there's no you don't have to add anything to
0: that for me do you see uh, I think Lunt put out there that, that Yersich would be a top candidate for Penn State's offensive coordinator job the guy that people just thought was terrible that Ohio state wanted to come get that possibly Penn state will hire. Yeah. Pretty funny. That helped. Pretty uh, funny.
1: Help Justin Fields to that 40 to one TD to interception ratio.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, um, a lot of freezing cold takes out there about Mike Yursich. Yes. So, uh, number five, number five, uh, we kind of buried, Buried this story because it wasn't much fun, but OSU got destroyed by, by Wichita State at home. And really, they, they didn't play much defense. I think Wichita State started the second half shooting like 89%. Not but really. it, it, it goes back to my biggest concern for this team that I said last week, Kyle, is you're in a foul trouble. Yeah. I'm, that was a good I'm getting, take. I'm getting Marshall Moses vibes where he cannot stay on the floor. He gets two quick ones, has to sit, whether it's his fault or not. You know, he he's. he's getting into foul trouble and it's killing them when he's not on the floor they are not the same team so I don't know I don't know how Mike Boynton's going to go about it but that is that is crucial to keep him on the floor because when he's not Kyle you saw the results the defense just wanes significantly
1: that was a good take by you they miss uh Isaac Likely obviously I mean you know I know that, that G- too <laughs> I know that Gottlieb reported that he has mono or whatever and you know who who knows like you you could be out for any amount of time. It could be a day. could be another month, whatever. But, uh, yeah, look, like, and we talked about this, I think it was after Georgetown. When you don't have your two best guys, for whatever reason, foul trouble, injury, mono, whatever it is, you're not going to – you're just – I mean, nobody's going to be as good. And especially when you got freshmen behind them. I mean, Chris Harris, Avery Anderson, I like those guys. I don't like them starting in the Big 12. And so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's not good. I mean, they need, Yeah,
0: I mean, likely is their best player. So yeah. obviously that that's crucial as well, but I don't know. It's a tough stretch coming up. I mean, their schedule is not easy, so they're going to have to figure some things out if, if likely is not going to be there.
1: It, the, uh, the Ole Miss game starting to feel like the Boise football game last year, <laughs> right? Yeah. Where you go just hammer somebody and then you turn around and would they open like one and two in big 12 play in football. And that's what it feels like is happening in basketball right now?
0: I think if you combine the Syracuse win and the Ole Miss win, it, it's like when OSU beat Georgia at home and then lost at home to Houston. <laughs> like the, the anticipation that was that and the excitement that was built up yeah. just comes crashing down <laughs> quickly. Yeah, I know. It stinks <laughs> the next game out. <laughs> it stinks. Um
1: Okay, what else we got? Bullets and BBs. Bullets and BBs. What's um let's do this. Let's hear um, – let's, let's do mid-first again before we get to Bullets and BBs. Carson, Oklahoma State's not winning in basketball, or they haven't won their last two games. But you, you can bank with a winner. J.D. Power, highest satisfaction score for the second year in a row. And the Oklahoma Reader's Choice Awards, best bank for the sixth year in a row and best mobile app for the second year in a row. Again, midfirst.com slash firing midfirst.com slash pistols firing. Uh, if you want to, uh, it's award season and, uh, they keep collecting. So check them out and let's get to our bullets and BBs. What do you got?
0: You want a bullet or a BB first?
1: Uh, give me the bullet.
0: Okay. Uh, Gunner Gundy. He was in the recruiting roundup by, uh, by Kyle Boone, The recruiting reset rather. He'll probably walk on at OSU. He doesn't have much interest from from other schools. Um, But he played Bixby in the 6A2 state title game on Friday night. And it was billed as like the game of the year. I mean, Bixby is one of the best high school teams to ever play in the state of Oklahoma. They could win 6A1, and they play in 6A2. They beat Jinx by 50. And they played Stillwater, and most people thought Stillwater would lose by 17, 21 points. And Stillwater led much of that game, ultimately lost in an absolute classic, one of the best high school football games that's ever been played. And Gunnar Gundy was awesome in it. He throws, he throws such a tight spiral. It's pretty, it's beautiful to watch. But he he played awesome. Stillwater gave it their all. It was just a back-and-forth game. And I just wanted to give it up to, to Gunnar Gundy. He went out on a high, even though he, it's going to stink that he didn't win the state championship. But he went up against an all-time team and played outstanding. And so I don't know where he's going to go for college, I assume he'll walk on and look, he doesn't need a scholarship with what his dad makes salary wise. So he, he could probably just walk onto OSU and, and be a cowboy. So just want to give it up to Gunner.
1: I like that. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going for my bullet sticker. I'm going uh, Colby Harvell Peel, one of two players, one of two Oklahoma state players on the all big 12 uh, first team offense or defense. It's weird that they only had two guys. Uh, Chuba was the running back. One of the running backs. And uh, and Colby harvell Peel was one of the 11 defensive backs. Uh, actually, I think there were only five. But then you look at, like, I don't know, Texas Tech had the same number of guys. Iowa State had, I don't know, three or four. No, Texas Tech had three guys. Iowa State had more guys. It's just kind of weird that there were only two OSU guys. But, look, like, harvell Peel was awesome. I-, I think you look at next year's defense and you're like, well, he's sort of the – i guess you would call him like the linchpin like he's the guy that that everything kind of centers on and uh yeah good for him great sophomore year he, he was really good
0: yeah he was um i thought he should have got all american honors for just his pure numbers but um i thought amen and, and rodriguez should have got some more consideration yeah um, i didn't i didn't break down the stats of the linebackers that made it but i think amen was pretty high up there and malcolm too just on pure numbers in addition to just watching them play i mean they it was clear to see they're making a huge impact if you watch the games, but yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised I only had two as well. Uh, what kind of money would you have bet on
1: Thailand not being on all Big Twelve first team? Like after the, I don't know,
0: Iowa State game after he after
1: he <laughs> stiff armed that guy into the ether.
0: <laughs> I would have lost a lot of money. Yeah, and it was kind of wild when C.D. Lamb was named Bolitnikov finalist. His numbers were like the same as as Thailand's. <laughs> and Tywin had not played in three or four weeks. That's I guess, how, I, I guess that's how was, good he was. I guess if
1: it was Chase Young, he still would have been nominated.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. He still would have gone. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, that was disappointing. Uh, okay, BB sticker. I talked about Jim Mora and Jonathan Vilma last week. Here we go. They, they clearly do not watch the games. Well, this time Vilma had no excuse he was doing the halftime show of the OU game against Baylor. And he still gets up there and rips the defense. Mark Sanchez says the defense is letting them down. Mark, the defense saved OU's ass. Jalen Hurts was turning it over. Like, Baylor had 98 yards. What are these people watching? That's one thing. And then Jim Moore on the playoff show on Sunday, just again... You can tell he doesn't even watch the games. Like the bare minimum, he doesn't even look up the bare minimum of stats to to look at what he's talking about. He doesn't even do that. He just goes, ah, I'm... Baylor's flashy. The least flashy Big 12 team you can find other than Kansas State is Baylor. Wait, he said Baylor's flashy. flashy? Yeah, they're all flashy. Like <laughs> so he said last week. And then he, 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 he just regurgitates these tired narratives, which, again, if you're working at ESPN, like, You have to know what you're talking about. You're doing a disservice to the viewer, and you're not doing your freaking job. It's just it's asinine. And then OU takes care of business. The stars align for Oklahoma. The stars completely align, as they usually do. Oregon beats Utah. Georgia gets destroyed by LSU. OU's in. It's over. There's nothing to discuss. And Heather Denich gets on Twitter. Her job is to cover the playoff, and look, I get she's just trying to get people to watch their show on Sunday, but people are going to quit paying attention to you if you if you tweet stupid things like this. That Wisconsin, that OU fans should be nervous about two loss Wisconsin. If this result if this result holds, Wisconsin could go ahead of one loss Oklahoma. No they no they're not Heather, they're not going. They lost to Illinois, who lost to three and nine Northwestern by nineteen points. They're not going. <laughs> Pay attention. Don't be an idiot. Don't be stupid. Pay attention. Ah, These these opinions that kept coming out that Wisconsin, the two lost Wisconsin. Oh, look at their wins. That's not happening, folks. Stop it. Like, we get it. We get it. You didn't want Oklahoma in. You're tired of watching Oklahoma lose in the playoff. Just say that. Just come out and say, look. I'm tired of watching OU guys. Can we put Oregon in instead or Wisconsin? Give a team that hadn't been there yet. If, you, if that's your argument, it holds way more water than, well, look at Wisconsin's wins. They have they have two losses, but look at their win. No, shut up, stupid. Ugh. I love it when you get fired up. I hate up. it. I love, I love it when you get fired up about this. It just, this. This sport makes people crazy. Like It's over. OU's in. And then, of course, on Sunday – most of them basically said that Herb Street and those guys like yeah we we pretty much know the four. Well, no kidding, you know the four. It's over.
1: I can't even remember what, who my BB sticker was going to. To be honest, you, I, I was just Heather lo- Dinich. I was lost in your tirade over. Um, I mean, it's all nonsense, right? Like the whole thing is just it, it's. Do you like do you like the fourteen deal? I know I know uh, Matt
0: Ruhl was talking about. I this. hate it. You want eight? There's five conferences. How are you going to have a four-team playoff with five conferences? Somebody's getting screwed every single year. It's kind of great, though. And another horrible opinion, Danny Connell watching the Big 12 title game. Ah, uh, give me Oregon over these two. So literally, if the Big 12 plays no defense, they're just they're just evicted from the FBS, like they have been in, in people's opinions. They play awesome defense, punching each other in the mouth all game. And Danny Connell's like, ah, I'm bored. Give me a two-loss Oregon instead. You know, just the Big 12 just cannot win yeah. no matter what they do. It's just uh, it's just annoying. Just dumb. My uh <laughs> my BB sticker,
1: uh, I did total wins in Big 12, but total Big 12 wins for the last decade. Right? So, OU had 77, <laughs> which is a lot. That's 80 <laughs> they, they won 83% of their games,
0: which is a lot, yeah. For
1: 10 years. Uh, Nebraska had the second best percentage. They had, they went six and two, or six uh, six and three.
0: That's all they were around for. <laughs> yeah,
1: they were there for one year. Oklahoma State, fifty eight wins, sixty five percent of their Big Twelve games they won. And Pretty then you, good. And then you go Missouri at sixty five percent, A and M at fifty nine percent. The next real team, like the team that was in it, Baylor at fifty two wins. That's fifty eight percent. Kansas State also had fifty two wins. Uh, go down to Texas at 47, tough. TCU almost caught Texas, Eesh. which is, uh, well, and I wrote about this. What kind of odds could you have gotten on TCU in 2009? In so Texas loses the title game to Bama. What kind of odds could you have gotten on TCU having a better winning percentage in the Big 12 in the 2010s than Texas? TCU's in the Mountain West at the time. And yet, and yet they did 53% to 52%. Anyway, you go all the way down. My BB sticker here goes to Kansas, which had six wins in 10 years, 7% of the, their games. Oh my gosh. They, lost. They, fired,
0: they fired Mark Mangino who won the freaking Orange Bowl.
1: They lost 93% of their games that they played in the 2010s. That's
0: what they get. You know, they think, oh, we, we can do better than Mark Mangino. Let's fire the guy who won the Orange Bowl at Kansas. They had four more Big 12 wins than Colorado. He was mean to players. Let's fire Mark Mangino. Wow, you
1: are you are
0: rowdy. He was today. mean to the Kyle. He yelled at his players. Can you believe that? Let's hey, fire him. Texas
1: Tech and Iowa State are the same team. Iowa State thirty-one wins in the twenty tens. Congratulations, Texas Tech thirty wins. Oklahoma State almost had more Big Twelve wins than Texas Tech and
0: Iowa State combined in the twenty tens. That's that's why Gundy is has carte blanche. <clears throat> has carte blanche. Yeah. Uh, you want to know one more stat on just. OU's dominance, and this is just incredible. And it's important to recognize what Oklahoma State is dealing with when people get mad they don't beat OU. Yeah. Oklahoma has won more Big 12 championships the last five years five than it has lost games against Big 12 opponents four. They've that's, won more titles than they've lost games. That's tough. Five titles. They've gone 44 and four over the past five years. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely uh, incredibly stupid how, how dominant they are this league. So it's not just OSU losing, folks. Look, I get it. I want Gundy to let it all hang out a little more, quit being scaredy-cat, the end of halves, but they're hard to beat.
1: So <laughs> OU in the 2010s, they went 6-for-6 six six in titles. Like, so they played in six uh, games that would result in a Big 12 title. They won all six. Um, OSU yep. played in four, and they won one of them. Baylor played in three, and they won one of them. Texas played in two, they won none. Nebraska and TCU played in one, they didn't win. And Kansas State played in one, and they won it. So Kansas State won for one. Oklahoma State won for four. They have the same number of Big 12 titles in the 2010s, which is tough to stomach uh, if you're an OSU Texas,
0: fan. Texas won two, right? They won 05 and 09. No, no, no. In the 2010s. Oh, I'm sorry, 2010s. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Texas hasn't been a football program since
1: online, so So <laughs> makes sense. Okay, let's, uh, we need to, we got to get to Chris's a couple times. So um, I'll just say this. We don't have a uni review this week, but Chris's has been making our t shirts, which we've been selling a lot of. We got some new Gundy, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say Gundy shirts, but whatever. They're clearly Gundy shirts. Uh, mullet shirts? Mullet shirts that are up in our store. Just came in today. We got some new stickers some PFB stickers, some, uh, chamber stickers, which are pretty cool. I'm going to order a couple of those. Um, so yeah, just shout out to them for, they've been awesome in terms of distribution and getting stuff to people on time throughout the holidays. Um, it's yeah, it's not an easy job and they do, they do a great job of it. So if you're in Stillwater, check them out and uh, go to them for your, uh, your, your shirt printing and shipping needs.
0: Absolutely. They do a great job. Um, Baseball season's coming up. You're you're going to want some baseball gear to wear to the new stadium?
1: Yeah, I got our youngest son a Pitch and Pete shirt when we were up there.
0: Have you seen the pictures of that stadium, by the way? It's sick. How about the interlocking OS on the seats? How how sick was that? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, Holiday's going to put, like, all the interlocking OS logos. (laughs) He's like, this has been gone since I was gone. It's (laughs) coming back, Frank Anderson. The OS is back. I love it.
1: Okay, one interesting thing. What do you got?
0: Uh, What do I have here? Oh, Seth Duckworth wrote a really fascinating article on the 1975 Bedlam Wrestling Duel, which for people who don't know, (laughs) Jimmy Jackson was wrestling for OSU as a freshman. He's wrestling, um, I'll have to pull up the article here, but he's wrestling an OU guy, and the OU OU wrestler's brother takes exception to to something he did, like he threw him off the mat or something. And the the OU wrestler's brother runs on the mat and, and starts a fight, starts swinging at him, starts throwing punches. And OSU football players storm the mat to subdue the guy and get him off the damn mat. And they had to postpone the match for, for like an hour. And they literally started the match completely over from scratch. I don't know what the score was, but it's, I'm so glad he wrote about this because my dad used to tell me about this. My dad tells me the story of when Dr. Death lost and the the lights literally exploded in Gallagher Hall because it was so loud in there. And then he's told me this story that these, the OU guys, these two brothers, I can't find the dang article. Uh, Let's see here. But whenever these guys, the OU guys would walk out, Gallagher Iowa was so spewing so much venom at the OU wrestlers, they would just go double birds. Like the two brothers that that were walking out together just flipped off the crowd as they walked out. (laughs) And then one of them stormed the mat and and fought Jimmy Jackson. So uh, it was a heavyweight match. I don't have the OU guys' name, but it was a fascinating article.
1: Yeah, it's a great article. And the funniest part for me was that Al Eshbeck was one of the writers that he he pulled information from.
0: From the Oklahoma Journal, which doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah,
1: in like 1977 or 5 or whatever it was.
0: And he said Al didn't even ask OSU for their side of it. He just reported what the OU coach said. So (laughs) More things change. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: My one interesting thing is uh i guess I'll go with this i watched o u Baylor and uh Baylor's problematic right so they're good they've got i mean obviously their defense is excellent, and they've got this third string quarterback who you're like, what the hell like what like like should he be starting as a as a true freshman like should he start <laughs> against georgia um You know, the Brewer stuff was a little weird. I I, I don't know. I thought Baylor handled that kind of – I don't know. I don't know if all that was great, but Baylor's a problem. And, you know, Oklahoma State, they obviously have an OU problem, but they also have problems elsewhere with teams like Baylor, a team like Texas, you know, Kansas State's annoying. Iowa State. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, TCU annoying. So you, you've got, you've got some teams that, and, and Baylor sort of headlines these that are kind of rising up to take over your number two spot in the big 12 and, uh, she's got work to do. And, and, you know, the thing I should have given my BB sticker, this is who I was going to give it to guys go, go recruit. Like you, you have two defensive line coaches and you can't keep your only defensive line recruit in the fold in December.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Like what, what, what's going on? You know, I, I just—I just feel like they're so just meek when it comes to recruiting, and it's just—I think that's an attitude that comes from the top, and it—it—you it, know—as somebody who watches this stuff and follows it closely, it's—I I think it's pretty disappointing. And uh, you know, we'll see how they finish up. I'm sure they'll be 39th in the country, and then we'll get to hear from people how good a developer Gundy is and all this stuff. Well, okay, well, you know, that's fine. You can keep going eight and four, nine and three but you're just going to keep doing that circle of nine and three, seven and five, nine and three, seven and five. Um, and, and, and
0: you're not really going to get outside of that. Yeah. Like they're, they're 42nd in the country in recruiting. And like the thing I go back to, obviously the wins and losses, the success they've had, they can just put in front of a recruit and be like, look, if you want to win, like come here that's easy. But like, like where's the, where's the the cachet from having all these Bolitnikov award winners and finalists and Doak Walker finalists and all the all the players they put in the like all the players they put in the NFL, like you should be you should be much higher than forty second. So it's clear they're just they have their system and they're not gonna overextend themselves. And I just you're getting out recruited by Kansas. By Les Miles, who's in his sixties. I don't know. It's just we've we have this argument all the time or this discussion all the time about recruiting and I'll never get it. I just I don't understand how they haven't been able to turn the success they've had on the field into recruiting because it matters. Like you got, all gotta do is look at the recruiting rankings of the four teams in the playoff. And OU's getting better at recruiting, which is even scarier. It is. It is Recruiting so recruiting's improving under Lincoln Riley, not getting worse. So yeah. that gap is is widening. So I don't know it's clear that Gundy's just going to do what he does and win 10 games and move on down the road. But I don't know. That's that goes back to our ceiling discussion on him. And to me, the ceiling is significantly lowered now with the big 12 getting better around him. And the fact they're still recruiting in the forties yeah. is what it is for sure.
1: Uh, okay. One more time, Chris's and then we'll wrap this thing up. Chris's university spirit on campus corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson. Final thoughts?
0: Uh, ESPN analysts, I hope they watch the bowl games. I hope mm. they watch Big 12 football. Um, I don't have to hear any more asinine arguments for the playoff that were just completely stupid. Um, I think I th- that's all I needed to say about all that.
1: I'll be on the Carson schedule this week. I have got President's Cup until midnight every night. So. Ooh, Night Owl.
0: Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, I got... Uh Vacation coming up around Christmas time, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm going out of the country, looking forward to that. I'll be on a beach somewhere. I love it. Get your uh, Amazon t shirt folder, take it with you. Dude, I need to get one of those. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. I hate folding. All right. See See you later.